We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Now they've jumped the shark. They would be those experts they keep telling us to listen to about COVID-19. We'll have more in a few minutes about what happened at the PIAA meeting where they were going to come up with an answer on what's going to happen with high school football. We understand there will be fall sports after that meeting today. I'll have Bob Greenberg, who was on a few days ago and really uh, filled us in on all this. He's from Sports Radio 96.7 up in Sharon, PA. He will uh, be here to fill us in on what exactly has happened, how they're going to play, how the vote went, and everything else. But high school football was supposed to open a week from tonight. But until then, now it's time for what we do around here every Friday. And now it's time for the Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Uh, you know, I really don't know exactly who uh, is uh, responsible for the stupidity that I'm going to talk about here, but it's a joint statement from Allegheny County and the WPIAL. So I'm going to lay this one on the man in charge. Uh, the stupidity buck in this case stops at the desk of Allegheny County Executive Rich Fitzgerald. Now, he may not have written this, but he didn't do enough to stop it because here it is. You ready? Now, they're going to play games, and uh, there's not supposed to be any group larger than 50 gathered in Allegheny County till I don't know when. I think uh, the end of the decade. I don't know when that's going to be over. But anyway, here's what the here's what the the um, stupidity statements uh, said. Quote, each team is considered a pod. On a sideline, team members as well as coaches and staff are physically distanced and following the order for universal face coverings. Everybody's order is being covered here. They are spread out and are not exceeding the 50-person gathering limit. On the opposite side of the opposite side of the field, the same is occurring in another pod. While playing the game, there is a third pod established with those players engaged in competition. You got all this? Three pods? All activity is occurring with mitigation measures in place for athletes and established policies to address cases and outbreaks from games should they occur. That's right. That is how high school football will get around the rule that still exists that says they can't have gatherings. Nobody in Allegheny County can have gatherings of more than 50 people. So they've broken it down into the pods. Now, of course, to keep us all safe, that's why they're doing this. Around the rest of the state, the rule is 250 people. So that would allow for two teams together on the field. Uh, I guess they don't have to worry about pods on the sidelines. Uh, and uh, nobody will die because it's in a different county. Okay? You know, if you have 50 people in Allegheny County, uh, 51 and you'll die. Uh, but if you go, like if I live out here in the South Hills, I'm in, I'm in Washington County right now, you could be riding down uh, Washington Road um, in the South Hills and within, you could be riding uh, in Upper St. Clair, which is in Allegheny County, and cross over into Peters Township. Now, if you were to stop in Allegheny County just before that Peters County, uh, Peters Township uh, border, you would not be able to have more than 50 people in your group. But if you went across the street to Peters Township, and you were in Washington County, 250 would be good. Nobody would die. So you, you got all that stupidity. Uh, but here's some uh, more sports stupidity. There will be no spectators at any of the games or any sports K through 12. Think about that for a second. Uh, if you could have pods on the field, why couldn't you have pods in a stadium that seats thousands of people? You couldn't put groups of 50 together up there? Parents couldn't get together in pods of 50? As I said, the shark has been jumped. Actually, I thought the shark was jumped a long time ago, but it keeps getting jumped. I guess it can be jumped more than once, or maybe it actually hasn't officially jumped because it didn't jump enough. I, I don't know, but whatever. For that reason, Rich Fitzgerald, Allegheny County Executive, is the Windows R Us Jerk of the Week. 
The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. And uh, we will come back in just a minute here and uh, a couple minutes, and we will talk to Bob Greenberg, who has the details on what's going to happen with high school football. It's sports, I know. This isn't a sports show uh, per se, but this is a big, big deal to me because it means that, uh, first of all, that these kids are going to get to play, but also because it means that we're approaching some semblance of, of normal life. Uh, we're all thinking we'll a lot more about back. staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's Windows or Us Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh.com. Windows are us, Pittsburgh.com. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled across the globe in search of patterns of evidence to support some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now, with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, Journey to Egypt and Beyond, as Tim interviews some of the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. Is there evidence of how and where the host of Israelites could have traveled as recorded in the Bible? Is there evidence of the Egyptian army's demise in the Red Sea? If you've seen the first part of this investigation of the Red Sea miracle, you won't want to miss the continuation. The results of his pursuits are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, The Red Sea Miracle, Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh. Here are the facts. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. Having to do your own digital marketing while trying to manage your business, well, there's just not enough time in the day. You need Salem Surround. You're doing all you can to market your business, but are you sure you have the right strategy or seeing a great return on investment? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. We'll design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies, using everything in our toolkit to work for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience-engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. SurroundPittsburgh.com Connecting you with new customers. This is good news. Maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance. And MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's health care costs, and because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by July 31st, and you'll save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch, like more than 400,000 people already have. And start saving. Here it is. Call 844-43-BIBLE. That's 844-43-BIBLE. 844-43-BIBLE. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. So, uh, it looks like we're going to have high school football. At least uh, most people are going to have it, who want to have it. Um, 
It was supposed to open up next week around here. Uh, the PIAA had a meeting today and met with the media and made the announcement. And Bob Greenberg of Sports Radio 96.7 in Sharon, PA, covered it. Uh, he's Mr. Uh, high School Football up in the Shenango Valley and um, has been covering this stuff for 34 years. And I know it's a big, big deal up there. And it should be a big, big deal down here that these kids are going to be allowed to play. So, uh, Bob, thanks for coming on again. No, John, I appreciate it. It's a big day for high school sports here in Pennsylvania. Yeah, not just football, too, I should say. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's sports, um, soccer, foot, field hockey, all that. They're all going to play, right? Yeah, golf should be the first sport that will start next week. And uh, that will, I believe, will be the first PWA sporting event in 169 days. Uh, so that's uh, it, it'll be a historic day for high school sports everywhere to have uh, sports back finally in the state. Wow! Not, uh, first game of any uh, competition of any kind in 169 days. Um, I told you the last time we were on, I I had the guy from uh, from uh, Utah Salt Lake City TV, and uh, he had called the game. I think it was a week ago yesterday, and that was the first game of any kind played outside. In the uh, in the United States since the Super Bowl, or something like that. Yeah, first I football saw that. game. First football game. Yeah. Pretty um, amazing so, stuff. And... Yeah. So uh, so what what uh, I saw that the vote was twenty five to I think it was twenty five to five. So they were pretty uh, much in agreement that they should play. What are the details and um, uh, when do they start actually practicing and then playing? Well, the uh, official first practice date will be Monday for football. It's heat acclimatization week. And then if all goes well, opening night should be Friday, September 11th. Most of the sports will start on September 11th. I think uh, golf and maybe cross country will be earlier, but uh, for most of the sports will be the 11th. The big hurdle right now, John, is uh, the Pitaway has opened the door now to allow the final decision to be made by each local school district. Mm-hmm. Somewhere around, at least from what I've been able to uh, account, somewhere around 50 or so school districts have already canceled sports uh, through the fall throughout the state. So the, all the other school districts who have not made that decision will have to decide here quickly on what they want to do next, and then each district in the state will then will adjust from depending on how many schools want to play. Now, some of those schools could change their minds, or if they said that's it, they're not just not doing it. Well, hey, it's politics, John, and it's school board. So uh, you can imagine, yeah. uh, with a little bit of pressure, I'm sure anybody would change their mind at this stage. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, so uh, when when teams, uh, what happens if a team, um, if a school cancels, and, and you know they're in your conference? I mean, or or, or or three teams that are on your schedule say that they're not going to play sports. How have they worked that out? Well, I think there's going to be some adjustments to the region schedules. I know, at least up here in District 10, uh, they're talking about doing more county-based schedules. And then if necessary, uh, at least up here they're talking about if your schedule only has four or five teams, you may play a team twice, a little home-and-away oh. action, something we've not seen before, just to be creative to try to get teams enough games. So the schedules that that uh, that were uh, did they ever make schedules for this this season that were you know uh, uh, making the assumption that there would be a season like you know months ago? Oh yeah, uh, the schedules up here in District Ten have been done. I think every every schedule would have been done throughout the state. I know District Ten has basically told their schools that they're scrapping those schedules. Uh, schools have till Wednesday to notify them on what their intentions are, and then by, I'm sure by next weekend they'll redraw the regions and redraw the schedules. Uh, what's, what's interesting, John, is uh, District 7 and District 10 are the only two districts in the state that the districts themselves schedule the games. Every other district, they're done by leagues or conferences, so it's a little bit easier for the two districts in the western part of the state to kind of manage this in a last-second type of a setup. So, so what you're saying, though, is that uh, teams don't really know, even know their schedule yet, for, for sure, even though their that, that season be, opens in a week, two weeks? Well, the, se- the season would open would be three weeks from tonight. So oh, it, three weeks, correct. okay. They do yeah. not know the schedule. They, they do not know they're playing. Ultimately, the schools will have to say if they want to play. And I'm sure many schools, John, have been sitting uh, back watching this because they realize if they were 
to vote their school out prior to today, uh, they would be the bad guys. And now, now they have to make a decision. They want their kids to move forward or not. And uh, there'll be a lot of pressure and a lot of school board meetings, I'm sure, in the next week or so. Yeah, and um, uh, so will there be a championship in each? Well, I mean, will the conferences stay intact so that you know that they they have some kind of a, um, a a league that's still intact that they can you know pursue a championship for their conference or their division or whatever? I think that will be the intent to try to keep teams in the same type classifications, but uh, both District 10 and the Pit of Wade both said that playoffs are still a, a question they will deal with at a later date. Obviously, if we return and we have a lot of setbacks and COVID does cancel a lot of games, uh, playoffs may not happen, but that will be a question they will deal with, I'm sure, later in the season. So, but so that's a good question. Now, uh, somebody's going to come down with. If they're not going to be able to play football, these kids are going to. Uh, the, the, the disease is going to spread. I mean, it doesn't have to happen while they're playing or practicing football. They, they, these, these kids are out there living their lives. They're not going to be in a bubble like, you know, the uh, the NHL and the NBA. So these kids are going to test positive. Uh, as, as they're going to, you know, they decide that they're going to be. Uh, panic-stricken if a kid comes down with it and just blow everything up, or they have a plan for that? Well, that, that's the, the, the million-dollar question right now. It's uh, Each school is trying to follow the guidelines by the state, but at least initially right now, it looks like if a school has a positive case, depending on the guidance, that could shut down a program for up to two weeks, which obviously would be devastating to a program. So uh, those are going to be issues that are going to really make it uh, a challenge to get through a season. I, I guess the best way to compare it would be is to see what Major League Baseball is doing now. And, and you have some outages and teams have to cancel games. I think uh, I think that's easily expected when it comes to high school football. That will happen again. Yeah, it's going to happen. But, but um, you know, what I don't understand with why they're not doing it in baseball is, um, you know, uh, the the Marlins had like nine guys get sick. And so they canceled like ten of their games. They they didn't play for a week. Um, I don't understand. And you can say the same thing about high school football. Uh, if four or five kids get sick, then they go home and they're quarantined for two weeks and they don't play. And everybody else continues to play. Uh, and and uh, maybe a kid who's a junior um, who wouldn't have gotten a chance to play gets a get some playing time because the senior is sick. And then when the senior comes back, the junior's probably. I mean. Uh, how can they go into this thinking that they're going to have some control over a bunch of 16, 17, 18-year-old kids getting this uh, virus? Yeah, I think that's the question. And I, and I would agree with you on that. I think at this stage of the game, uh, it's, it's, it would be pretty simple to me is that if a, one or two kids get it, uh, anybody that might have direct uh, contact with them gets tested, and then you separate them and you move on with the season. But... Uh, that is my opinion. I don't think that's what the, the Department of Health agrees with. So that's going to be a challenge. There's no question. I think the football season, if it finishes this year, uh, it would be a, a significant uh, challenge and also um, almost amazing in my mind. Yeah, and I uh, and uh, the, the, it's really tough on the kids. I mean, um, f- uh, if you're playing football, it's not something when you're a, when you're on a football team, a high school football team, even uh, you you don't turn it on and off. You're you're practicing every day. You're you know you practice a lot more than you play games. Obviously, it's football, and then uh, you know to have to go two weeks into the season and say, well, we're going to take two weeks off and come back. You know, I don't know how they can think they can do that. I, I'm I'm just surprised they didn't go into it saying. Look, we know some kids are going to have a test positive. We're just going to we'll deal with it. We'll deal with those kids. We'll deal with you know the kids who came in contact with them. We'll test them. We'll, you know, we'll check their temperature. Do whatever you got to do. But um, it just doesn't seem like it should be that hard. I I agree. I think that's going to be the, uh, the the major hurdle moving down the road now that these schools will have to deal with is the guidelines, the restrictions, positive tests. How do you handle that? Uh, the other really significant issue that wasn't addressed today, John, which will be the next outcry is the fact that uh, despite it all, spectators are still. Yeah. I just going to ask you that. Yeah. It's just, and it's just parents are not allowed to come. Stupid. 
How are you going to tell uh, somebody, some kid who's a senior in high school, you're going to tell him his parents aren't going to come and watch him play a football game? uh, PNAA said today they are hoping to continue the discussion with the governor and the secretary of health and hoping they might be able to loosen those restrictions some, but I don't know. I I, I find it hard to believe that uh, they would be open to loosening something after the organization kind of went around them and, and overstepped their strong recommendation. So I think that could be the next challenge. PWA, a director, said today that he encouraged parents to reach out to their legislators to continue to pressure uh, the, the government to maybe loosen those standards, which will be the next uh, week or two. We'll probably see some of that. Well, maybe if they showed up with uh, signs that said defund the police that they, and they walked into the stadium, <laughs> that they, they'd get away with that because it would be a demonstration. Um, now, did you did you hear, Bob, what the Allegheny County came out with today? I saw something in 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 passing. They loosened yeah. something, but there was a. Lot I'll of I'll read it. Saw. I'll read it for you. Okay, this is what okay, they said ahead. about football because they have a fifty. You know, you only can have fifty people together at the same time. Each team is considered a pod. On a sideline, team members as well as coaches and staff are physically distanced and following the order for universal face coverings, they are spread out and are not exceeding the 50-person gathering limit. On the opposite side of the field, the same is occurring in another pod. While playing the game, there is a third pod established with those players engaged in competition. See, Bob, is only 22 in that pod. All activity is occurring with mitigation measures in place for athletes and established policies to address cases and outbreaks from games should they occur. And, of course, on top of that, no, no, no uh, spectators, no parents, nobody. This is what they expect people to put up with. Oh, my. Yeah, that's, um, that really doesn't so, solve some of the concerns, that's for sure. Yeah. Now, uh, and, and uh, this is, will, this be, will this be accepted at, uh, up there in, in your neck of the woods as um, being very, a very popular move? I mean, as, as most pe- most, are most people up there, they want this to happen? Oh, it, it, I, the majority of people that I that I've talked with, and I've only heard of the twelve or thirteen county schools. Maybe one, as of now, may vote to not play, but the majority will. Uh, the one interesting story I heard today from a, a local principal, he told me that uh, he will not challenge parents showing up and standing outside the fence, and if they come and stand in a, between trees or in an area where they can watch the field. Uh, he has no plans on trying to police them. So expect a lot of that if fans are not allowed into the stadiums. Yeah, uh, um, um, I, I think that they're going to find that there's going to, in various places, there will be a march on the stadium from parents. What they should do is organize it and come in busloads uh, and just walk, just make them uh, come and arrest them if they want to, you know, want them to leave. But I don't know what the access would be to the stadiums. They'd have to climb over fences, whatever. But I, I know they only have so many cops, and the, I don't think the cops are going to be real enthusiastic about preventing the mother and dad from coming in to see their kid play football. You know, I'd... that will be the next fight, John. There's no question. As as a parent uh, and, and a parent of kids that used to play, I I, I can't even imagine uh, not being able to go watch them. So I'm sure. The excitement of today is going to last probably through the night for a lot of parents and, and athletes, but when, when you wake up tomorrow and realize you can't go watch them, uh, that will be the next fight. Okay. Hey, Bob, I'm out of time. I really appreciate you coming on and updating us again. Yeah, I think you were on twice this week, right? So uh, you really helped me out. I, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Bob Greenberg. No problem, John. Appreciate it. All right. See you later. Thanks. Sports Radio 96.7 in the Shenango Valley, Sharon, PA. And uh, when I come back, I'm going to talk about some really stupid stuff in California, and it's, uh, it's all coming back to haunt them. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Wildfires in California have claimed at least six lives and forced tens of thousands of people from their homes. More evacuations are expected as the hot and gusty winds continue. Over 150 buildings have been burned. Tropical storm Laura has formed in the Atlantic Ocean, becoming the latest in an active storm season. 
U.S. home sales rose a record-breaking 24.7% in July, extending last month's rebound after the coronavirus all but froze the housing market this spring. The National Association of Realtors says that sales of existing homes jumped at month last month to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 5.86 million. On Wall Street, stocks finished higher today. The Dow gained 190 points. The Nasdaq ahead 46 and the S&P 500 was up 11. This is SRN News. Excuse me. Have you ever discussed life insurance? Well, sort of. Have you talked about who'll pay the mortgage if one of you passes? We definitely haven't talked about that. Well, then you should talk to SelectQuote. SelectQuote shops for you, getting you quotes from some of the country's most trusted companies, finding you the right coverage with the right carrier at the right price in minutes. Is it affordable? Well, how affordable does $500,000 in coverage for as little as a dollar a day sound? That's great. We can afford that. To get your free quote, call one 800 212 1166 or go to selectquote.com today and get the protection they need at a price you can afford. That's 1-800-212-1166 or selectquote.com. Selectquote. We shop, you save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com/commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors not available in all states. Dan Proft explains what the left wants from white Americans. That sort of identitarian society where you establish a new racial order, and that's what the left is attempting to do with their anti-racist, in quotation marks, movement with BLM, whiteness as a weapon, indelibly racist. The only thing you can do is forever be in a, in a prone atonement position for things you didn't do. The Dan Proft Show, weeknights at 9 on AM 1250. The Answer. You've heard all the lies about President Trump. Trump is a racist. Trump is Putin's pet. Here's the truth. Trump is the most effective conservative president that America has had in decades. And every lie they spread about him is targeting you. This is Kurt Schlichter. And my new book is called The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. It does what no other book does. It knocks down the 21 biggest lies about our president with facts and logic and humor. Trump obstructed justice. Trump hates immigrants. These are big lies. And the reason for the lies is simple. President Trump is the first president in a long time to stand up for the Constitution and for conservative principles. And when the left wants to tear down everything this country stands for, my new book, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You, explains why this president's courage and common sense are exactly what we need today. This is the most important book of the year. Read it and you'll agree. The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You by me, Kurt Schlichter. Get it wherever books are sold. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Parkway West, that's a slow ride inbound Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Accident also on Green Tree Road, right near the Parkway West. Parkway East delays on the outbound side, Bates Street to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Outbound 28 delays from the Parkway North to the 31st Street Bridge. Westbound on the Turnpike, there was an earlier vehicle fire at Butler Valley and construction from Beaver Valley to Cranberry. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Cloudy for tonight, low 63. Cloudy, watch for a thunderstorm in the afternoon Saturday, high 85. Saturday night, an evening thunderstorm. Otherwise, clouds, low 64. Sunday, clouds and some sun with a thunderstorm, high 85. Monday, partly sunny, high 87. And a thunderstorm in spots Tuesday, high 89. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, with California, it's always uh, something, and it's almost always government stupidity. And um, if you like what you see in California, be sure to vote for a Democrat uh, in November. That's who's been running things out there for the last 40 years. And um, uh, maybe longer than that. Now they're dealing with blackouts. There's not enough... Um, electricity. So it's uh, being rationed. Daniel Turner is the CEO of Power of the Future. He knows all about stupidity. When it comes to energy, he joins us now. Thanks for being here. It is a pleasure to be back on with you, Tom. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so uh, thanks for coming on. So this is um, 
this is kind of bad advertising for renewable energy, what's happening in California, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if this is the, the, the state that prides itself on being on the forefront, well, then this is a good warning for the other states around the world, around the nation. Yours in particular, right? I was on your show a couple months ago when we talked about how much better life is in Pennsylvania than it is in upstate New York, where I'm from, right. because of, of fracking, because of, of you know the, the tremendous amount of fossil fuels that your state is utilizing. And that means you have a stable electric grid, and it means you have low prices. California now has neither. They have the most expensive electricity prices, and they don't even have electricity because their green experiment is a failure. This is this is kind of um, it's it's kind of like what you expect from socialism. Um, they they, they <laughs> yeah. come up with all the answers. They they control it as much as they can, and they and they end up with um, they end up with shortages. In this case, it's a shortage of electricity. It really is, and and it and it's totally foreseeable. It was totally predictable. Mathematically, we knew this would happen, and. Look, I have nothing against green energy in terms of a concept, a technology, but it does have its drawbacks. Fossil fuels have their drawbacks, too. I'll be the first to admit it, but green energy has huge drawbacks. First and foremost, we don't actually know what it costs because it is so subsidized by the government at every level that it never has competed in the free market. So we don't even know if it's if it's cost-effective. But secondly, Governor Newsom admitted they have not had the typical winds that California expects, so their turbines aren't blowing, and they've had a lot of cloud cover, so their solar panels aren't juicing. That's a known risk, and yet we still took it, and this is the consequence. Who, who could have seen clouds being a problem for solar? <laughs> How could... Do you know what power plants work on a cloudy day? Fossil fuel ones. <laughs> That's right. So, what are the chances? Do you think, Daniel, that Governor Newsom is going without air conditioning right now? It's about, uh, you know, it's about uh, three three o'clock out there right now. Going on three o'clock. It's probably pretty hot. You think he's going without air conditioning? Exactly. And I'm sure you've seen them in Pennsylvania. I see them where I live. You always get these ads for these state-sponsored programs to make your house solar, and the uh-huh. upfront costs are expensive. It's out-of-pocket, on average, $15,000. So who in California has an extra fifteen grand to make their house solar? If you do, you're okay right now because you have a backup system when the grid fails. But the poor don't have $15,000. The middle class don't have 15000 So they are the ones who suffer. But you're right. The governor's mansion, I'm sure, has redundancies and backup systems. So how did California become over-reliant on wind and solar, who, who wouldn't have seen this coming? Um, you know, they, they shut down the hydro plants, uh, natural gas, nuclear power. Uh, you know, they, they, they're all, they were, uh, according to a story I saw, they were, somebody declared those, all of those things immoral because the, I guess they're, you know, killing the planet and everything. But uh, how did that, how did it had to happen because of government force, right? Exactly. And, and that's what's the problem when you talk about things like electricity in those absolute terms, like this is immoral. Um, they have shut down three nuclear plants in the last decade. They have closed 11 coal plants in the last 15 years. And again, under this pretext that these things are immoral. I think it is immoral that right now there are poor people in California who are, or are, who are literally going to die because of the heat, because they don't have air circulation. There are people on ventilators and respirators and dialysis machines whose lives are at risk because they have gone four and five days without power. So the, the left gets to talk about morality, but they never once have to suffer the consequences that the average folks have to suffer. The poor, the middle class, the, the elderly, the sick, the indigent, they're the ones who suffer leftist policies. We're talking to Daniel Turner, CEO of Power of the Future, uh, and California is really having some trouble. Uh, you know they've had they've had uh, fires out there that were caused by poor management by the government. Um, I don't. Uh, they have uh, they have landslides, uh, mudslides that are because of uh, of government uh, interference and allowing people to build or not allowing people to build where they want or build how they want. Um, so this is just another case of that. And you wonder, uh, Daniel. I mean, you can't you can't get elected out there if you're not a Democrat. This is this is 
this is the this is the uh, a paradise for Democrats out there. It, it, it is, and these are the policies they they run on. These are the policies they get elected on. But the electric grid is not political. The electric grid is not. It's not even really sometimes all that sexy and titillating and fascinating. It's it's engineering, and it needs to require a, a certain amount of uh, kilowatt production and megawatt production to operate. Right, California consumes X. It is now generating X times 0.95. That is a shortage. It does not equal a whole, right? When you take all of these things that generate megawatts offline, solar, um, excuse me, coal, nuclear, uh, uh, um, natural gas, but you consume the thing, they're going to have a shortage. And the governor has said we need to radically change how we consume energy. When, when a Democrat, when a liberal Democrat says he wants to radically change something, Hold on to your socks, my friends, because they mean it. And radically changing energy consumption means rationing, means shutting off your electric grid, means fines, means a police state. That's the only alternative California has left. You wonder if, if, the, if the power outage has reached, like, um, um, Malibu. You know, if Barbara Streisand, uh, you know, she was out a few years ago telling people to not use their dryers and hang their clothes outside. Uh, and then people went by our house and didn't see any clothes on the line out there. <laughs> but, I mean, I wonder if they're going without anything. Or do you think they have diesel backup generators, which a lot of folks do, and that's great, you yeah. know, and, and if you can afford it. And, and you absolutely know that these people have, have backup systems. They have diesel generators. They have another means to survive. Or where I am from in New York City, um, they do what the elite left always do. They take up and run. Right, so the elite left in New York City that cannot tolerate the Blasio's hellhole, what have they done? They've moved to the Hamptons. They've moved yeah. to their house in St. Bart's, right? They're not going to live through the hellish nightscape that they voted into power. And I guarantee you it's the same in, in California. The wealthy, the Silicon Valley moguls, the Hollywood elite, if it gets too bad, they'll just take up and go somewhere else. Yeah, and... Um you're well aware of what we're dealing with here in Western PA, uh, getting off the California thing for a little bit here, with fracking and coal. But um, Joe Biden, I, I seem to detect uh, a little bit of a backing off from him since the debates. He's trying to um, back off of the uh, claim that he wants to uh, end fracking. He's, he said he wanted to just on public lands. He's trying to he's trying to uh, massage it a little bit. He is, and, and he then chose someone very interesting in Kamala Harris who has said that she wants to ban all fracking and she wants to prohibit the use of all federal and tribal land for fossil fuel resource development. So Bill has to, he has to moderate, right? He has to try to win Pennsylvania, but, but let's not you know, pretend he's had an awakening. He has said there is no place for fossil fuels in his administration. Uh, Western PA, that means anyone you know who works in, in oil, gas, and coal, in the pipeline industry, in the servicing industry, you know the direction you have to put your vote. Because when a guy says he's going to eliminate your job, you have to believe it, right? Don't let him repaint himself. Take him at his original word. And, and Joe Biden is no moderate when it comes to energy. Um, now, you uh, wrote a piece at uh, foxnews.com last month the headline of which is, Why Did Wealthy Green Groups Receive Coronavirus Relief Funds from Taxpayers? What was that all about? Yeah, you know, PPP funds, the Paycheck Protection Program loans that were available so businesses didn't go out of, uh, didn't have to lay people off, right? I, I appreciate the fact that the president and the administration stepped in for that. But there are environmental groups that have hundreds of millions of dollars in endowments. And they didn't want to dip into their reserves. And this is a loophole in the system, right? I'm not surprised this thing was rushed through pretty quickly. But if you are the National Resources Defense Council, if you are uh, uh, the, the, the Rocky Mountain Institute, some of these very big groups, they don't want to dip into their operating funds. So they applied for a loan and they got them. So if they use taxpayer money to not have to dip into their reserves, and what is their programming all about? Putting people like Western PA out of a job. You know, making sure we don't have coal, making sure we don't frack, we don't drill, we don't have fossil fuels. So it's amazing that they use the taxpayer teeth to then attack the very taxpayers 
who are funding this program. It was shameful. And, and But you know what? The, the environmental left is a shameful, fraudulent group. So this is just one more feather in their disgusting cap. Yeah, and, and how widespread is this? I mean, uh, it's, it's happening in, all over the country? Well, absolutely. Or- yeah, and these groups will spend... They'll spend hundreds of millions of dollars this election cycle uh, on ads against the president. Uh, they'll push the, the radical Green New Deal, and they'll all try to get jobs in the Biden administration. Um, so, hey, if you don't have to spend your money on meeting the stubborn thing like payroll and you can get the taxpayers to do it, why not? Um, so these Green Cups, they will get very active in the election cycle um, because they, they do not like to see America's energy independence, and they want it to end. We're talking to Daniel, Daniel Turner, the CEO of Power of the Future. Uh, and, um, I, I, you know, based on your experience with this stuff, um, getting back to California, and not just California, but everywhere, where, where, the, where the policies end up screwing people big time, what are the chances that, like, that idiots like Newsom will admit that they screwed up and make changes? Ah. <laughs> uh. You know, this is you have a good heart, John. <laughs> you, you think people are going to realize there's a mea culpa out there and they're going to have a reckoning? You know, the, the, the thing about these types of politicians is they put forward these programs, they create an absolutely disastrous situation, and then they either term limit out or they get a job somewhere else and they disappear and it's someone else's mess to clean up. What Gavin Newsom is dealing with, was created by Jerry Brown. It was created by Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was created by Gray Davis. It's 20 years in the making. But Gavin Newsom, being Gavin Newsom, who has much higher ambition than President uh, than Governor of California, he will just continue pushing the can, kicking the can down the road, um, and he will give it to the next guy to be a problem. So no, this isn't going to be solved anytime soon. Not unless the people rise up, and maybe they will. Maybe when you go five days without power, you say, why am I paying taxes, right? Maybe when the people in New York go another week without, uh, 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 with riots and looting and violence, they'll say, why am I paying taxes? And that's what's happening. There is a liberal Democrat government uh, 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 war against the average American, and the average American is getting fed the hell up, and they are going to fight back. Now, you know that, and I believe you when you say it, um, and, and you are the CEO at Power of the Future. Is that what you're out there to do, is to educate people? Because, uh, I mean, how many people that, that are being tortured in California right now with the heat and no air conditioning are, are blaming the right people for what's, going, what's happening to them? It, exactly. And I'm looking north in, in western PA. There's a very interesting race between Connor Lamb and Sean Parnell. Uh, could, could one of your listeners go to their next debate and say, hey, look, we are a huge fossil fuel area. Uh, we see what's happening in California. Do you guys support a Green New Deal? Do you guys want us to, to ban fracking, to stop oil, to stop drilling, to stop coal? And if you say yes, can I see your voting record that shows it? Or when you get to Congress, are you just a rubber stamp for the environmental left, right? So people like Western, people in Western PA, people in States like New Mexico, energy states, they need to put energy people representing them. And if they are not, then, then they're, they're, they're signing their own death warrant. Well, are, uh, do you find you're making any progress? Are people starting to get the clue? Is it, you know, does, does it take something like what's happening in California for people to start asking, you know, why, why yeah. is this happening? I think this is going to be a big wake-up call because uh, take the state of New Mexico – you know, just a little bit further, a little bit further east, um, they send out a, a notice to the citizens of New Mexico. The New Mexico uh, uh, power company is called PNM, uh, asking people to raise their thermostats, saying the electric grid can't contain it right now. At the same day that they are out there telling people to consume less power, the governor of New Mexico, standing in a solar field, was speaking at the Democrat convention, saying New Mexico is leading the world in, in, in solar energy technology. Really? Then why are you telling people to turn off their power? Right? And New Mexicans are realizing that. They know what's going on. And so I think you're going to see more and more of that. You know, the, the craziness of, of the West Coast slowly trickles east. It goes to Colorado. It's into New Mexico. Um, it hasn't quite hit Pennsylvania yet. But it's heading that way, and the Pennsylvanians need to put up a big, 
a big darn wall and keep it far out of their state. Yeah, I hear you. I hope it works, and uh, I hope everybody here in Western PA understands. Uh, I live right in the middle of fracking country. I live. Uh, I'm surrounded by buildings that house the companies that you know explore and drill for the gas. So uh, those people are not going to want to hear about the end of fracking. I, I appreciate you coming on, Daniel. As usual, my pleasure. Thank you okay. so much. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. That's Daniel Turner. He's the CEO of Power of the Future. Check him out. And uh, listen to what he has to say, because uh, you don't want to end up like California. We'll be right back. Uncle Tom is a movie that leftist Democrats don't want you to see, which, of course, is one big reason why you should want to see it. Uh, Uncle Tom stars Larry Elder, Candace Owens, Herman Cain, and Brandon Tatum. Now, they all share three things in common. They're courageous. They had a life-changing experience, and they are black conservative Americans. Something else they have in common? Their voices are the ones the leftists don't want you to hear at a time when so many desperately need to hear it. It's their stories of how their lives were changed when they finally figured out the truth. It's the story of black conservatives in their own voice. You can see Uncle Tom now on pay-per-view. Just go to UncleTom.com and download it. The stories that these courageous people have to tell will shock you. Their journey will amaze you. It's a story of redemption and hope. It's the story of America's black conservatives, and it's the truth. See Uncle Tom now. Just go to UncleTom.com. This is AM 1250, The Answer. Worried about deductibles and co-pays, dental or vision? How about elective procedures? Marley Financial has got you covered. This is John Stagerwald. Marley Financial is now offering a new health savings account that can be used for anything health-related, anything, co-pays and deductibles, any prescription, even elective procedures. Marley's new turbocharged health savings account can set you free of high premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. There's even a company matching component that can provide two or even three to one in benefits. And because it's a contribution, not a premium, your value stays with you for the rest of your life. And if you recently lost your job and your health benefits, Marley has programs to get you the coverage you need when you need it most. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496 and ask about their new turbocharged health savings account. That's 784-884-1496. Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace at MarleyFG.com. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Genesis 950 with water breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can even be used in a carpet cleaning machine. And it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Before you purchase new carpets, you must try Genesis 950. It's made in America. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pets stains. It's a disinfectant that kills viruses. It can be used on surfaces and floors by mixing one-third Genesis 950 with two-thirds water. Apply to surface and clean with fresh water. It's great for floors, bathrooms, kitchens, garages, grease stains, wheels, tires, decreasing engines, and upholstery. It's available on Amazon. However, if you order a gallon direct at Genesis950.com, you'll receive a free spray bottle and discount using code SALEM. That's Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com. Code SALEM. Hey, John. John Stoggerwald here. I'm just here to tell you how much I love my pillow and how it's changed my sleep. Check out the new mattress topper. That's really amazing. Now, I don't know if I love my pillow or the my pillow mattress topper more. Get a my pillow mattress topper and get some of the best sleep of your life. Now it comes with a 10-year warranty and a cover that's washable and dryable, and it's made in the USA and backed with Mike Lindell's 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and save 30%. Use promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. When you do, Mike gives you two standard MyPillows free. That's MyPillow.com, promo code STAG, or call 800-716-8087. Eight zero eight seven. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. 
Well, the cancel culture is out there working uh, night and day to get people fired for saying things that are well, considered to be terrible. Um, Mike Milbury, he's the uh, color analyst for the NHL. Not very popular guy here in Pittsburgh because he he's perceived as being anti-Penguin. I don't know about that, but he's now in trouble. And what do you hear what he's in trouble for? Uh, uh, Milbury faced negative feedback, it says here. Uh, now he's, un- he's under fire for comments he made about NHL bubble life. Speaking during the Islanders' 4 to nothing win over the Capitals on Thursday night, Milbury said there weren't women in the bubble to disrupt the players. His comments came after co-host John Forsland was talking about the environment of the bubble. Now, th- first of all, this is what, this is what the, um, the announcer said. If you think about it, it's a terrific environment with regard to, you know, if you enjoy playing and enjoy being with your teammates for long periods of time, it's a perfect place. And this is what Miller Milbury said. Not even any women here to uh, disrupt your uh, concentration. That's what he said. The, these are twenty-some-year-old guys. They're stuck in a place where all they're doing is playing hockey. And uh, someone had just made a point that it was very much easier to focus on hockey for these guys because there were no distractions. And Mike Bill Milbury had the nerve to mention that there weren't any women around. So. He is now, there are people out there calling for him to be fired for saying that. This is Jillian Fisher on Twitter said, I'm so sick of Milbury having a platform when there are so many other talented people out there who would actually help the sport and maybe not view women as a distraction. Hey, um, this is, this, you, you can't say anything anymore. It's just, it's beyond belief that somebody would get in trouble and who knows, Oh, they, by the way, the NHL came out and con- it says the National Hockey League condemns the insensitive and insulting comment that Mike Milbury made during last night's broadcast. And we have communicated our feelings to NBC. They condemned what he said as insensitive and insulting. People need to just get over themselves. I'll speak about some cancel uh, culture uh, issues of my own um, when I talk to you on Monday. See you then. John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.